Welcome to episode 839 of the 1010 Thrive Podcast, brought to you by 1010 Thrive Ministries. 1010 Thrive. 10 minutes a day, based on 10 guidelines for abundant living. Nebuchadnezzar II belonged to the Chaldean dynasty, a Semitic group that rose to prominence in southern Mesopotamia. He was the eldest son of Nabopolassar, the founder of the Neo-Babylonian Empire. Details about his early life remain scarce, but he likely received training in military and administrative skills. Though Nabopolassar established a distinct empire, it wasn't built in a vacuum. Its cultural and historical roots intertwined deeply with both the Sumerians and Akkadians, creating a fascinating tapestry of influence. Think of the Sumerians as the foundational layer. Their language, though not dominant, still echoed in Babylonian religious texts, legal codes, and literature. Babylonian deities like Marduk stemmed from the Sumerian pantheon, evolving with new interpretations and borrowing heavily from their mythology. Even the iconic cuneiform script, adapted by the Akkadians, originated with the Sumerians, granting Babylonian scribes access to ancient knowledge. The Akkadians also left their mark. Sargon's Akkadian Empire served as a model for Nebuchadnezzar's expansionist ambitions and centralized rule. Laws like the famous Code of Hammurabi, though revised, laid the groundwork for Babylonian legal practices. Akkadian poetry and artistic styles influenced Babylonian expressions, creating a richer cultural tapestry. So, while the Babylon of Nabopolassar, and ultimately of Nebuchadnezzar, carved its own identity, it stood on the shoulders of these giants. By inheriting and adapting their legacies, the Neo-Babylonian Empire rose to become a powerful and influential force in the region. Nebuchadnezzar laid siege to Jerusalem multiple times. Ultimately, Judah fell, leading to the destruction of the First Temple and the deportation of many elites, including Daniel and his friends. Nebuchadnezzar's name comes from the Akkadian language. It is derived from a word, which translates to Nabu, watch over my ear. Nabu, revered as the patron god of literacy, wisdom, and scribes in Akkadian culture, embodied intellectual pursuits. Often associated with the planet Mercury, he symbolized divine knowledge and even held the power to write the fates of men. His importance is reflected in clay tablets offered as special dedications and his close connection to Marduk, the supreme god. This name emphasizes the importance placed on Nebuchadnezzar as the heir to the throne and reflects the religious beliefs of the Babylonians. While the Bible itself doesn't offer much detail about Daniel's life before captivity, other sources and scholarly interpretations provide some insights. The Bible mentions that Daniel belonged to the royal line of Judah. Some Jewish traditions identify his father as King Hezekiah. Most scholars reject this possibility due to the chronological inconsistencies and lack of evidence in established historical sources. Some later Jewish traditions, particularly Agatic Midrashim, or interpretative folktales, introduce the idea of Daniel's mother being a prophetess. However, these sources are generally not considered historically reliable and often contain elements of legend and embellishment. We accept that he was of the royal family and may have been a descendant of Hezekiah. Though details of his family are lost to time, his character leaves an undeniable mark. The most specific clue about Daniel's age comes from the first verse of the book which bears his name, which states he was taken captive in the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim. Historical records suggest this happened around 605 BC. 
Based on this, scholars believe Daniel's age was somewhere between 12 and 17 at his captivity, as children of noble families often received training for potential government roles at a young age. The Bible emphasizes Daniel's exceptional wisdom even surpassing Babylonian scholars. It mentions his ability to interpret dreams and visions, showcasing his spiritual sensitivity and discernment. His consummate faith and commitment to his beliefs shine through, despite facing pressure to assimilate. Some traditions also depict Daniel as having exceptional physical beauty and charm, potentially contributing to his favor with the Babylonian authorities. Daniel's name means God is my judge. It was changed to Belteshazzar which means Bel protects his life. In Babylonian mythology, Bel, also known as Marduk, was the supreme god of the city-state of Babylon. He was the patron deity of the city, associated with creation, kingship, justice, and wisdom. Hananiah's name means God has been gracious. It was changed to Shadrach, inspired of Aku, a reference to the Akkadian moon god. Mishael means who is like God. His name was changed to Meshach. Some scholars propose that Meshach could be a derivation of a Sumerian phrase meaning from the goddess Shak. Shak was associated with Venus, love, and fertility in Sumerian mythology. The name Azariah means God has helped. It was changed to Abednego, which means servant of the shining fire, Nebo, god of wisdom. The Babylonian names were deliberately chosen to replace God's name with Babylonian deities. While Daniel's Hebrew name references God's judgment, his Babylonian name emphasizes dependence on Bel, a different god. The names of Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah all contained references to Yahweh, replaced with pagan deities in their Babylonian names. This renaming symbolized an attempt to assimilate the young men into Babylonian culture and religion. Refusing to adopt these names became a sign of their defiance and loyalty to their god. Scholars believe the specific Babylonian names assigned might have held personal relevance beyond just referencing deities. For example, Aku may have been linked to the moon god and agriculture, potentially connecting to Shadrach's profession. While Daniel's name implies God's ultimate judgment, Jesus can be seen as the embodiment of both divine judgment and redemption. He teaches about right and wrong, judges through his parables, and ultimately offers forgiveness and salvation. Some Christian theologians see connections between Daniel's visions and interpretations, particularly those involving future rulers, and prophecies about the coming Messiah. They argue that Daniel's name, God is my judge, foreshadows Jesus' role as both Messiah and judge. The changing of their names represents the pressure to assimilate and abandon their faith, similar to the temptations Jesus faced in the wilderness. Their refusal to change their names signifies their unwavering faith, mirroring Jesus' steadfastness in his convictions. The association of the friends' Babylonian names with pagan deities could be seen as symbolic of the challenges Christianity faced from other religions in its early days. Christians redefined and repurposed certain pagan symbols and ideas, similar to how the friends retained their core identity despite having Babylonian names. The story of Daniel and his friends can be seen as a universal tale of resisting oppressive forces and remaining true to one's beliefs. This resonates with the Christian concept of following Jesus' teachings despite societal pressures. The friends' loyalty to their God despite losing their Hebrew names speaks to the importance of staying true to one's convictions, even when faced with hardship. This aligns with Jesus' emphasis on faithfulness and truthfulness.
Nebuchadnezzar's name, embodying the protection of the Babylonian god Nabu, underscores the deep intertwining of personal identity with divine patronage in Mesopotamian culture. Similarly, the renaming of Daniel and his friends, upon their arrival in Babylon, signifies an attempt to redefine their identities, in terms of Babylonian deities and culture, thereby erasing their connection to their own faith and heritage. What's in a name? From a biblical perspective, a name often signifies character, destiny, and identity. Despite the Babylonians' efforts to change their names, the true identities of Daniel and his friends were rooted in their relationship with God. They knew who they were, and whose they were, and no change of name could strip that away. The story, in Daniel 1, challenges us to consider our own identities. In a world that constantly tries to label and define us according to its standards, it's vital to remember that our true identity is found in Christ. Like Daniel and his friends, we may be called by many names throughout our lives, some flattering, others not. However, our worth and our purpose are defined by God alone. Consider the names and labels you've been given. Which of them align with the identity God has bestowed upon you? As you meditate on this, let your heart be anchored in the truth of who you are in Him, beloved, redeemed, and called to a purpose greater than any name could ever convey. Father, like Daniel, Hananiah, Miss Hale, and Azariah, we too live in a world that often tries to redefine us, to sway us from the path you have set before us. In the face of such trials, grant us the courage to hold fast to our identity in you, to remember that our true names and worth are found in your eyes. That's our episode. Remember that God calls you not only to live, but to thrive. Live life to the fullest today.